You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Tombstones quake. Tombstones wing and wake. Happy haunts materialize. And begin to vocalize. Grim grinning ghosts are to socialize. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie and two of our colleagues from the Your Story Travel Company, Margie and Miranda. We hope that you're all safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 558, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Today, we'll be sharing with you all of the latest Disney rumors and news. If you're looking to reschedule or book a trip, one of our agents would be glad to help. Just email them today or visit the site at yourstorytravel.com for your free quote. If you're thinking about going to Disney in the future, a small refundable deposit will hold your trip. So just contact us today. So this week, my childhood friend and longtime Mousecapades listener, Angela, sent me an article and I have to tell you that I teared up. I was at school and I feel like lately we've been Disney's Debbie Downer having to say bad stuff. I know we try to like lift people up before we're done with the show, but it feels like so much sad news, but I had to share this with you because anybody who's listened to the show for any amount of time knows that my family loves Wolfgang Puck Express at Disney Springs. It is like our favorite. It was the quick serve meal It's like a sit-down meal at a quick-serve price. And even though you're supposed to serve yourself, you order, and they always brought the food to you, and they always refilled your drink. And we left them a nice tip always because it was Christmas time especially. And it was just amazing. And it was located between the Christmas store and the Disney kitchen store. This was the beginning development of downtown Disney. Like, that was one of the first places that was there. And it is now closed. Effective October 1st, it closed. And they just covered the windows. And at that time, nobody knew anything. And then the signage came down and the menus came down and the windows got blacked out. And so they found out from a cast member that it is permanently closed. And I am devastated for goofy reasons. Two reasons, most importantly, was one, when we go next week, Brad and I were going to take our friends that had never been, my friend Angela, We were going to take them because we bragged her every time about this place and she hadn't been there yet. And then we were taking my mom there at Christmas when we took her to see the Trail of Trees. But I'm afraid that is not the case. And I'm sure Kaylee's right. Kaylee said her justification is that they just opened that new Wolfgang restaurant, Pub and Grill, and they've invested so much money in it. They probably had to decide which one was the Mm. better choice and they had just put so much money in. And, And I'm sure she's right, but... What a sad thing. And now there's like really not a lot of restaurants on that end other than Ghirardelli's and Earl of Sandwich. There's not a lot of restaurants over there on that side. Normally we get kind of like a heads up, you know, like you you hear that something's closing. It's just weird that it just suddenly vanished and it was done. I know. If you, Did you guys ever eat there? Yeah. It's just sad. 
It had really I've never food. eaten there. I've just gone in to find Stitch. Have you ever done that at Disney Springs where I don't maybe it wasn't Stitch. It was somebody and they were in like different different areas and you had to like we had to go into like the Rainforest Cafe or the the dinosaur place and then we had to go into Wolfgang Puck. We had to go into the art store and you had to find him somewhere on the wall. And the kids had like a little passport and you got that's it signed fun. off. And that's the only reason why I went in there was to find Stitch. But didn't it smell good? Yeah, it did. No, it did. Their creme brulee was better than the French restaurant at Epcot. I'm not kidding you. Mm. Such a sad day. Aww. Somebody have some good news? Well, I have some news <laughs> about Polynesian. We've been kind of talking about those refurbishments that have been happening, over, happening but we weren't exactly sure like what was going on. We just kept saying they're refurbing it. We don't know what they're doing. Well, now we have finally heard from Disney. They've released more about what's going on. Um, between now and next summer, they have confirmed that they're going to be adding some textures and items to the rooms to give them a Moana feel, which will be incredible. And of course, it's right along with their theme. It hasn't been too long since the last refurbishment. In 2010, the resort underwent a large renovation. So we were kind of surprised that, you know, just 10 years later, it's all of a sudden going through another renovation again. But they're saying that this time, the rumor has it that they're possibly getting some wood floors, kind of like over there at Pop Century, which gives it a much more modern look, um, easier to clean. Disney's also found out that carpet has been very difficult to keep up with and to keep clean. So that's maybe one reason they're doing that. And the entrance had a giant crane near it and some of the uh, slats have been removed. So lots of things happening over there at the Polynesian. I'm excited to see that. Yeah, I mean, anything they do, anytime they do any refurbishments, it always looks amazing. So I can't wait to see. And I love Moana, so that's really exciting. That is exciting. Um, here is a cool Disney story from our list listener, Crystal, out of California. And you guys are going to have to help me with the name. Cyan Nadiello? Yeah, that's, that how I, that's how I was going to pronounce it. Okay. She's a 21-year-old University of Florida student. Um, she was tired of working a minimum wage job, and she's an entrepreneur. She started her own business. And what a business. <laughs> like, this no is kidding. awesome. She started her own babysitting business in Orlando, Florida, primarily taking place at Disney World. So she bought a Disney Pass, and she gets connected with a family that has children with Disney Passes. And she would either pick the children up from their home or from school and then take them to the park of their choice. And they would ride rides and see shows. <laughs> like, this just sounds like a dream come true. I know. Holy cow. <laughs> and she provided her service for local Floridians or vacationing guests, taking children to local theme parks, but mostly to Disney World. She makes sure to get to know the family prior to taking their children, which... I mean, I would hope that the family would want to get to know the person that's taking their kids. <laughs> Hopefully. Mm -hmm. um, but this allows the parents to have some time to do things that they want to do in the parks that they may not be able to do if they had their children with them. And she calls herself the Disney nanny. And that's just like, I just think it's like a really fun way to make money, but still fulfill your love of Disney. Like no kidding. that's just a genius idea yeah she's sharing 
the joy with them. Because, you know, we all know when we book trips for people, how excited we get. Mm-hmm. If she's going every day with these different kids just to see their excitement, how cool is that? Well, I think it would also bring like a fresh new experience to Disney too, because you are like sharing that with kids and just seeing the magic of Disney through kids. And then, you know, and just, and she's able to experience it over and over with different children. And so to see the, the light up in kids' eyes, like, I just think it's a great idea. I now, thought it was cool. come and be a part of like your family trip when you're at the park. To me, that kind of makes sense. So if I want to go run and do something, you can watch my kids for like an hour while I go wait in a different line. But to just like pick my kids up from school and take them to Disney, like they have to have a lot of trust in this this girl because, oh my goodness, I could not imagine being like, yeah, you you go take telling a babysitter go take my kids to Disney and good luck <laughs> I read that because I was wondering the same thing but I'm thinking that she probably did meet the people at the park that were vacationing that they were talking about she picked up the Floridian kids do you know I, what I mean yeah but still even then even if I lived in Florida just like now I don't know if I would just have well I mean maybe the kids are smaller six though flags, six flags that's different but Disney's big and it's yeah. busy and there's mm-hmm. a lot happening there. I would be afraid that somebody might, I mean, you see lost kids and like, mm, that would that would make me a little bit nervous. But I'm sure I she had to get some insurance, time. I would right. think. Yeah, it's just a really good idea. Miranda's gonna choke while she reads this next story. My friend, Disney CEO Bob Chapek says <laughs> that the parks are still operating at 25% capacity. He made a rare appearance on CNBC to talk numbers. He said that Disney is limited because of the six-foot requirements by the CDC that translates to 25% capacity for Disney World parks. Chapek said that Disney can't change this even with the governor of Florida's announcement because of the CDC guidelines that overrule the governor. Even though it looks as though crowds are increasing, this lets us know all parks weren't even reaching their 25% capacity until now. So 25% capacity in terms of people is about a sold out Mickey's not so scary Halloween party or very Merry Christmas party, which is about 20,000 people. That's not a lot. It's really not. So that made me sad because that's, that still seems like so many more. Well, it is, but I know that Betsy's cousins were there um, now, Kaylee's, uh, she's actually one of our colleagues, but Kaylee knows her better than I do because they're new. Um, their Her parents just got back and they spoke nothing highly, but they were also there during the week. So that's what I was trying to tell Betsy when she's talking because our, our colleague Betsy that you guys hear on the show sometimes is currently at Disney World and was, you know, going for the same reasons we were just to see what it's like to go in a smaller crowd. And uh, 20,000 people to both of us sounded like a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But that's 20,000 people at Magic Kingdom. Right. It's 25% would be less at Hollywood Studios. Right. But you know, Hollywood Studios is so crowded. We, uh, I think that we talked about this on our our show that when we were Imagineers, we pretended we were Imagineers, my family. And um, they just have so much ground for Hollywood Studios to be so, I don't know, small in capacity or something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It does feel compact, yeah. I don't know. 
Well, Hollywood Studios is also the smallest park. And I know we've talked about it before that with not all the shows going on, all there is is the rides and like they're all really close together. I mean, you think Animal Kingdom, the capacity is probably 20,000, but like it's so big that there's so many places for people to go there. So it may not seem very busy. So I'm not sure who Nick was talking to, but he was telling me this morning that the lines were so long because of social distancing for Pirates of the Caribbean and Splash Mountain that uh, Pirates of the Caribbean and Splash Mountain lines actually buck butt up oh, to no. each other. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so because of social distancing, are the lines taking, I haven't really looked in a long time, but are they taking as long as, because they're not putting as many people on the rides. So is it still taking as long to get on the rides? Like, is it still like a 45 to 60 minute wait, even though the line isn't as full as it normally would be? Yeah, I just checked the wait times today just for the sake of checking them. And it looks about like an average October to me. Like it was like a 45 for Splash, 45, you know, okay. for the big ones. Yeah. And then the yeah. shorter ones were like 10, 15 minutes. Right. Which is normal. But there's right. twenty. There's only twenty thousand people in the park. Exactly. Uh, but yeah. they're cleaning down things between. Like there's just extra steps. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of the rides have like skipping seats. Yes. So. Yes. So uh, yes, he said. I think it was him or somebody else that told us. Oh, it was Betsy. I think that told me that they said a two-hour wait for flight of the pa flight of passage, and I'm like. No, 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 we wanted to write Flight of Passage. But I think that they're talking on the weekends and we're going to be there during the week. So I'm really counting on that helping a little bit. I mean, I know people have fall break like we do, but I don't think that not that many people have fall break. If that makes any sense. We okay. don't have fall break if that makes you feel better. It does. Now, Texas does just... not have fall break. <laughs> well, Georgia does now, which I find interesting because they used to make fun of me when I talked about it when I lived there. But their fall break, I don't know. It was like the end of September. It was really well, in soon. Idaho, Idaho had their two-week potato harvest at the beginning of October. So we're good there too. So it still gets me every time. <laughs> every time I hear that. <laughs> potato harvest. <laughs> all right. So great news. The Disney World packages are now available through all of 2021 and all the way to January 30th, 2022. You can even make park reservations up to January 14th, 2022. Um, we know that currently park hopping is not available or is available, excuse me, on 2021 packages. But at this point, they're telling you to go ahead and make park reservations. So I think that they're wavering. They have, they want the park option or they want the park hopping to come back. However, they're not sure how this COVID thing is going to handle. So they're having a backup plan to have you guys go ahead and book you, which park you're hoping to get in. Uh, if you were planning on being a part of the 50th anniversary of the Magic Kingdom, we really think that you should go ahead and book a reservation. In fact, I was, as soon as those opened up, I was looking for our trip next year because I'm afraid that it is going to fill up fast, especially since we know that there are not that many resorts open at this point, And we don't know when some of them are ever going to open back up. That doesn't mean they won't, but that we don't have dates for a lot of them. So we're encouraging you to make the reservation and go ahead and get the confirmation we can always change that for you later we can change the resort for you later if yours opens up you would rather have a placeholder and have your park reservations 
especially if you're planning to visit during uh, when the actual first day of the 50th anniversary, which is October 1st, 2021, you most definitely want to go ahead and get that booked because I have a feeling that it's going to be packed. Oh, yeah. That is a true statement. Also, they're still booking at the limited capacity. So right. maybe later, they'll decide that it's going up to 30% and 50%. But until then, like you're kind of in a limbo of, I guess I have to wait and hope they raise the amount of people allowed in the park so that I can get my reservation. So I just like to plan ahead. And it's, I mean, it's a refundable. $200, so. Exactly. All right, so back to Mr. Bob Chapik, um, you know, Miranda's favorite. He's had a busy little week. He told the media this week that Disney will prioritize the entertainment division and streaming services. This just all is taking a turn that I guess I would have never seen happening. You know, like before you see, it, it all happened in a certain order. It went to the movie theater and then it eventually made it to film and then you would find it on a streaming service and things because of COVID have changed and it might kind of permanently be headed that direction. So it's gonna focus on Disney Entertainment Division. Consumers will determine these financial decisions. Consumers right now are voting with their nice little pocketbooks. Um, they're voting very heavily towards Disney Plus. Tapic said, that they want to accelerate their direct-to-consumer business, which could mean that we will be seeing more films debuting on Disney+. Plus. Direct-to-consumer appears to be the future. Just totally bizarre to think of that, but <laughs> that's the way that we're headed. Um, Disney's gonna be hosting a, virtually, uh, a virtual investor day on December 10th. We will probably be able to learn more insight into the future of the Disney Entertainment side. It seems that Disney has separated the content creation side of Disney from the distribution side of the company. And that means that people can be creating movies and not know if they are going to be released in theaters or directly onto streaming services. Which is different than before. Right. Margie's going to have a lot of family nights where she needs to put her kids in the car <laughs> and drive and give them tickets to come into her movie theater. Ah, I don't know if I have the energy. <laughs> December sure. 4th. That's our next big one, December 4th, and we finally get to watch Mulan. Oh, it's oh, yeah. so good. My colleague gave you me... You did finally do it? My colleague, it's Brittany, gave, oh. Venmoed my daughter money and said, this is for your mom's birthday present. You need to watch oh. Mulan. So. Fun. And I have to tell you, I told her, I said, I was pleasantly surprised. And she said, you know how to fan I am of that cartoon. And I was, I thought it was going to be ruined for me. And she said, it's so different, but I love it. And I do. I mean, it was like, I'm ready to watch it again because Joey didn't watch it. And Kaylee was watching a Korean drama. She was in and out. I don't know. I'll just have to have like my Christmas lights up permanently for the movie theater. If they put all movies straight to Disney Plus. <laughs> They'll be fun though. Yes. Did you do light, Margie? Uh, for Hamilton, I did. I put lights up on like my window curtain, so it kind of looked like a Broadway theater-ish kind of thing. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I like printed out the playbill. I found on Google the playbill for like the original Hamilton cast. That's so amazing. So I printed that out and I made it for the kids and then I made little tickets for them and 
And then we get in the car, we drive around the block, <laughs> and then we come. Well, and the first time we did it was for um, Onward, and the movie poster was actually at the movie theater. So we drove to the movie theater, and of course it's empty, right? That was March when COVID shut down the world. And we got out of the car, took a picture by the movie theater poster, and then we got back in the car and came home and watched Onward. So, so cool though. What memories your kids are going to have? Yeah, it is fun. And I like, yeah, I print out little tickets for them that say Walker Cinema presents Onward. So <laughs> I, fun. I say Disney, Disney Plus and Walker Cinema presents. <laughs> That's so cool. Oh, so it's, it's really fun. Um, Let's see, new mask signage. <laughs> Speaking of signs, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> new mask signage has been placed at the Disney World parks. According to Disney rules, all guests two or older must wear a mask at all times in the theme parks. Gosh, that two, that would be really hard. That's but. the reason we had to cancel our October trip. Teddy just turned two. Yeah. And he cannot wear a mask at just turning two. Two and a half, probably he could do it. But at two, he can't. Yeah, my four-year-old does a really good job. But I don't know if it's my two, like if I had a two-year-old, if they would. Um, the only exceptions are if you're eating or drinking. And you must stay in one place to do that. You're not allowed to be walking around eating and drinking with your mask off or if you're at one of the relaxation stations. The face masks have to fit in Disney's criteria. The new signs in the park this week showed a picture of how a face mask should be worn. Thank you, Disney. And can we get these mask signs like all over the world on how they should yeah, be like worn? like at school? Yes. <laughs> Guests not properly wearing an approved mask will be asked to leave. So just really make sure before you go that you know how to wear a mask, that you're wearing it correctly. Um, sadly, you know, there are always people that try to push the envelope, but just a reminder of the mask rules. Mask must cover your mouth, nose, chin, and wrap around your ears. There's no gaiters, bandanas, or mask with vents that are allowed in the park. And if you have a medical reason, that you can't wear a mask that meets these requirements, Disney is willing, I love this, Disney is willing to reschedule your trip for a later date or refund your mem your money. So it's not even like you have a pass to not wear a mask. Sorry, you can't go to Disney. Like you have to be wearing a mask to yes. go to Disney. Well, I saw this article several times this week. There are no exceptions to the current mask policy. With the numbers meeting the 25% several days a week in the parks, Disney is really doubling down and they are not only making sure everyone wears a mask, but that they are also wearing it appropriately. So just because Florida has canceled COVID does not mean that Disney has. Right. <laughs> right, they're being serious still. Yeah. Well, Which I, I appreciate. Financially that they can afford not to. Oh yeah, they have to. They have to be like that. It's kind of like school right now where, I mean, as frustrating as it is not to eat with our colleagues, we know that that's the safest thing for all of us because of it. We've almost gone six weeks without a case in our building. 
So that's awesome. Yeah. So, and we're the biggest elementary school in all of Missouri. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, apparently they had bet- bets that we were gonna have to. Pass. Disney just can't afford to not to not be doubling down. Like they have to, and I appreciate it. Like I appreciate that they're taking it so seriously that they're saying you have to be wearing a mask and you have to be wearing it properly you know i was afraid at the very beginning when i was like well what are people going to do when they're eating and drinking and they're walking around the park well you're not allowed to do that like you have to eat and drink in one spot and i remember reporting about this earlier that you can't even get in line with a drink or food right you have to throw your drink or food away before getting in line because you have to keep that mask on so just know before you go that that's what you're going to be doing. Maybe do some practice days at home, you know, especially if you have little kids. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do some practice days with them wearing their mask all day <laughs> and see, you know, just, yeah. I would definitely suggest that because as an educator, I have it on all day. So then I don't think about it when I get in the car and it's still on. But then we go two days in the weekend and I haven't had it on. And I'm like, I really should sit in the house with it on. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds crazy, but it just gets you used to in the habit and you don't even think about it anymore. It's just a part of your life. And I would also like, if you have a trip coming up, I would also highly suggest testing out different masks. Like there are some that I just can't wear, you know, like I can't talk in it. I can't really breathe. Not that I can't breathe in it, but it's just not comfortable. So just try out different masks and see which one is the most comfortable for you and all that thing. So, and if you have time to get one of those little, cup things that you can put under it. The it little really nozzle, does. like nuzzle, muzzles or it does what are they called? I don't know what they call them, but they're, they look like a muzzle for a dog yeah. is what they, yeah. they really do open up the, the space. And also um, like your voice can be heard better. And I also don't feel like I'm sucking the fabric into my face. Yes. Cause it That's stays. I feel, a lot. Dry. I feel like I'm just like sucking in when I'm breathing, <laughs> like I'm just sucking in the mask fabric. Yeah. It's not fun. What's Miss Miranda have for us? So, Coronado Springs has officially reopened now that the NBA players have officially departed. So, it is back open to regular guest usage. This happened on Friday, October 16th, which was two days later than the original plan. No reason for the delay was announced, but we're super excited to hear that this is now open again for guests. Several of the restaurants have also reopened with the resort including Barcelona Lounge, Dahlia Lounge, Rich Sports Bar and Grill, Siesta Cantina, and Three Bridges Bar and Grill. Swan and Dolphin Resorts are no longer using the Disney buses. They are now changing over to Mirrors Motor Coaches, which will run about an hour before the parks open and until about an hour after the parks close. They will be at the resort parks about every 10 to 15 minutes during the busy time. When it is not, busy, the buses will run every 30 minutes. If you're traveling to the Magic Kingdom in Epcot, they will drop guests at the Transportation and Ticket Center. Once boat services resume, the buses will stop. This may be a temporary change, but for now, this is what's going on. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, a lot of people forget that, like, they say, I have to be at a Disney resort because I want transportation. But the Swan and Dolphin and a lot of the other good neighbor hotels do still have transportation options for you to get back right. and forth the park. So especially for big families, like I know you get stuck when you have like a fifth child, 
um, Margie, I, I'm, I know you probably know this, but a lot of the hotels are for people who yeah. have four or less. Mm -hmm. um, once you get that fifth person, you are really limited to your options and they're a lot pricier. So sometimes staying at um, a good neighbor is the way to go. It's a little more budget friendly. And I haven't checked since July or August, but at, I think it was August when I talked to a good neighbor hotel, their transportation was not up and running yet. Mm -hmm. They didn't know when their third, because they use a third party transportation buses and they were not up and running in August. I mean, that was a long time ago. So they may be up and running now, but I would check also if you are doing a good neighbor hotel which they are a lot cheaper. And some of them are even still have some, you know, Disney theming going on, so. I would say though, at Christmas time, it didn't seem to make that big of a difference for our family mm -hmm. based on what where we were gonna stay on Disney property versus, so you might wanna weigh that out. Is it worth yeah. staying on the property? Cause for us, it was like a couple hundred dollars. And for me, the peace of mind of being on property made me, you know, and I'm not saying that's really close. I get that part, but what, like what you're saying, they use a third party transportation. So weigh those things out when you're thinking about it, especially at Christmas, because that it, the prices are so much more. And they do have, they were telling me they do have the transportation, but it doesn't run as frequently as the Disney resort transportation. Right. So, so yeah, whenever Zach and I go, cause we're cheap and it's just the two of us and we're broke. So we always stay off property. And the thing that we did last time we were in Walt Disney World was we stayed super close to the spring so that we could just walk to the springs every morning and take a Disney mm. bus from there to get to the parks. That's a really right. good idea too. And that is what we had a couple friends that did the same thing. They were saying that they wanted to stay off. They had found something that was right close to Disney Springs. And I said, oh, well, then I have another option for you. And that's mm -hmm. exactly what I said. The Fantasmic Amphitheater is totally drained right now, which breaks my heart because I was kind of hoping like it, it might surprise me and be open when I get there. But I guess that was a nice dream of mine. <laughs> so we're guessing that Disney is using the time that the shows aren't running to do refurbs and updates. It has been a while since they updated that show or did any like repairs on it. I know that the past couple Christmases that we were there as a family, we noticed some glitches. However, if you're not somebody who's watched that show as much as we have, you may not notice that there's some things, but like we know the different things just from watching all the YouTube videos and stuff. We know what was the original versus what they do at the if, if they have a glitch and how they fake it out. Um, the one thing I think everybody realized was it was playing Beauty and the Beast music when the princesses came through and only two princesses came and neither princess boat was the Beauty and the Beast people. So we thought that was interesting, but um, no doubt. hopefully whatever they do, will fix it all up. Um, I know the one night that we were there, it didn't, um, what do you call it? The fire wouldn't start. So then Mickey came out and like was getting rid of the fire that wasn't there and it, it, he brought the water up or whatever, but there was no fire for him to be putting out. So it kind of took away, but nobody, if you didn't know that, if you'd never seen it before, or even if you did, it, it's still a cool show. So, um, Hopefully they will be fixing that soon and it'll be back by January if it's not back before then. Um, I've got a little bit more of a construction update, another one. This one is to do with Epcot and um, their nighttime show, Harmonious. So there have been some barges that have been spotted and late at night you can even see some fireworks. It's great because uh, I'm missing the Disney fireworks and those amazing fireworks displays. This week along with the crane, 
that many people saw way above the trees is a huge barge and a showpiece that appears to be a part of the harmonious construction. It's a different shape and much taller than any of the other barges that have been seen so far. If you are on the Skyliner, you could try to grab a little peek at it from um, behind the scenes construction of Harmonious. Disney still hasn't released any opening dates for this, but as soon as we hear, of course, we'll be sharing that information with you. Awesome. And over at Hollywood Studios, more plexiglass barriers have been installed at the Tower of Terror. The elevators are still relatively empty with about every other row being seated. However, there seems to be plexiglass at the end of each row and between rows. So we're sure it's just to make the guests feel, you know, a little bit more secure and safe. Supposedly they are going to be adding plexiglass to the Rise of the Resistance to be able to have more guests ride the ride. But sad news, the People Mover refurb has been extended. The ride is going to continue to be closed until at least December 26. Why are they, why is it taking so long? What are they doing? Well, actually, I saw some pictures this week. Nothing was said. I looked in a couple different areas to find out more about this, but it looks like they're painting it while they're, why it's down. Like oh. the area leading up into it looked, the paint looked fresh. And I don't know okay. if maybe they're just doing that while it's down, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, but Brad, when you were reading that story, Brad's over here with his lip out. Aww. He loves that ride. You guys are going to be there soon, and that's his favorite. Well, we knew it was going to be, I think, probably three weeks ago, we reported that it was going to be closed at least until November. We had kind of hoped that it would be jumped ahead, but I know. That's always wishful thinking on our part. That is sad. So Epcot's Food and Wine Festival has an end date. It will officially close on November 22nd. This will have been the longest Epcot has run the festival at one time because it opened in July and is running until the weekend before Thanksgiving. It is closing in order to make way for Epcot's Taste of the Holiday Festival, which will begin on November 27th. So those chefs got to hurry up, pick it up, and do a quick switch over during that time. I know that's crazy because um, I don't know if you guys noticed that or if we, I don't think we talked about it. We talked about how the decorations are out for fall and I hope this isn't the case for Christmas, even though I know I won't be in the parks for Christmas, but they minimally decorated. Like somebody was doing comparison on that this week and the only thing they could figure is that they've laid off so many people that the crew that decorates, they had to do minimalism. Um, because, you know, they don't have those scarecrows out that they normally do, the scarecrow pumpkins. Um, they don't have the big pumpkin that you can take pictures with. They don't have the big pumpkin out? No. Mm -hmm. they that's have like the, the best part. They have the pumpkins on the light poles. And that's, it's pretty limited. I don't even think they have the foliage or, what, or the foliage, whatever you say, along the Main Street area. I think it's just that on the lights from what the lady was showing this week. Wow. And, um... So Disney needs to pick that back up. I'm sorry. I, um, hopefully the money will start rolling back in and some things will reinstate. If you have reservations for Disney World anytime now until the end of 2020 and you have not made your park reservations, we are begging you to make them now. And here is why. They're filling up fast. I've booked a couple trips in the past week or so 
and guests had to pick their second choice day that they wanted to go to a certain park. Mostly Hollywood Studios, as we've talked about, has been crazy because of Rise of the Resistance and um, the new Galaxy's Edge. And Toy Story Land is still new to some people that have never been there before. But it's been consistently the park that's filled up the fastest. So if you're planning on going before then, I'm begging you. We can always try to see if we can change that later for you but we can't guarantee it at least this way you would be guaranteed to get into the parks that you were hoping to get into because it's seriously i think that they said the week of thanksgiving and christmas are pretty much booked parks across the board because at this time it's still 25 percent Open to the Orange County uh, Sentinel, Governor Newsom sent a team to visit Disney World and some other theme parks in Florida this week. And he asked the team to find out different things to help them make a decision about theme park guidelines for California. Newsom has um, was looking for what has worked in the state and what hasn't worked. And to have the one up and just to, to know and feel things out state officials will also be touring disneyland universal studios hollywood and pacific park on santa monica pier this week to review their reopening plans as well so miranda how do you feel about that i'm hopeful step in the right direction right crossing my fingers yep i really think that um that is a good step in the right direction because, and mm -hmm. I don't know if Steph, well, Stephanie was at Parent Pickup with us. Were you, did you notice the person that's a principal from another district came over to see how we were running things? No, I didn't. Yeah, so they came to watch how we did. No, this was, it might've been two weeks ago now. They were okay. getting ready because, yeah, because they're currently hybrid and they wanna go to, um, no, they're currently virtual and they were going to hybrid and he wanted to see how we handle parent pickup and just some different things. And he's a parent in our district, but he called the principals and they let him come and get some ideas, not to view for anybody, but for his staffs uh, to view, to see what we were doing because we had had so many limited cases or so little limited cases of COVID at our school. So I'm hoping for you, this will be the same way, Miranda, for California. Because I feel like if they see that as long as they stick to these rules and, w and make right. sure people are w wearing the masks, it's possible. It's possible. It's possible. Disneyland could open. <laughs> and, <laughs> ahead, and so speaking of Disneyland, ahead of the officials tour, Disneyland has adopted new health and safety protocols. Like they are ready. They are ready to open. <laughs> This includes, I mean, they've already, they're adding signs in Spanish with health and safety regulations. You guys, they're ready for this. They're placing new markings on the ground outside the parks. They're putting in more hand sanitizing stations around the attractions. They're like, maybe if we put a hand sanitizing station every five feet, we can open Disneyland. Right. I don't know. Um, they have, and they announced more free COVID-19 testing for cast members working during the closure. While the parks are still closed, um, cast members can visit a local CVS drive-through for a test or request an at-home mail-in test starting October 26th. So that's awesome. And in addition to the Anaheim testing center that was already available to the cast members. So there's just a lot of areas that these cast members can get tested so that they can make sure that they're COVID free. Um, we are still 
waiting for the official reopening announcement of Disneyland. But it seems that each week we're getting a little closer, like just. And waiting and waiting and waiting. waiting. It's like dangling a hot dog in front of a dog. That's what I feel like. Oh my gosh, I just feel like. uh, It's just gonna, I think it's gonna be like, it's gonna be bigger news than the election when Disneyland opens. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you are right, because I am so tired of the election. I just want it over. <laughs> the reopening date of Disneyland is going to be the biggest announcement of 2020. I'll take it. I will take it. <laughs> Disney Cruise Line has released their 2022 itineraries. Um, these are supposed to be opening very soon. The Caribbean and the Bahamas, Baja, the Pacific Coast, Panama Canal, and Hawaiian Cruises with departure dates up to April 2022 will begin booking as soon as October 22nd, which is tomorrow. Affinity groups may begin their booking this past Monday, October 19th. If you're a Platinum Disney Cruise Line member, you get to book early. Disney officially announced that the newest ship, The Wish, is set for sale for the first time in summer of 2022. I feel like they're really pushing that quick. I wasn't expecting hear that that was going to be ready by 2022. I think they're just hopeful like we are that Disneyland will open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go on The Wish though. That one just seems like the fun name to go on, right? The mm-hmm. Wish. Well, they I saw the picture of The Wish thing and it had Tinkerbell, but to me it should have had Jiminy Cricket. Um, oh yeah, totally. That's just what my mind was saying, but you know. So Disney World's hours have now been released through January 2nd, 2021. And due to COVID and for the safety of everyone, no fireworks are planned. Oh, this, this is t- so sad. No. no. At this time. Oh, no, I know. This is like the saddest announcement. This includes, I know, I made myself do it. This includes New Year's <laughs> Eve. Here are the hours for all four parks for December 31st. Magic Kingdom is 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Epcot is 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. Disney's Hollywood Studios is 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And Disney's Animal Kingdom is 9 to 5. Typically, all four of those parks have extended hours on New Year's Eve, which I know because I have been a part of them for the last few years. Sometimes they're open as late as 2 a.m. just to help spread out the crowds. So last year, we even had our first ever New Year's Eve countdown to midnight at Disney's Animal Kingdom, which makes it sad. They didn't even get to have their second annual. However, this year, (laughs) not only are hours... Um, shorter than ever, but there has been no indication that any New Year's festivities will be taking place at the parks, which, you know, the DJs that usually are in all those parks, because they have a different DJ section and dance party place at every park, they probably have standing bookings, and they don't have those now. How sad. It is sad. So, when the Animal Kingdom one comes back in 2022, will it again be the first? It won't be the first annual. It'll be the, the second first. It can be the biannual because it's every two years. <laughs> <laughs> and here's another question. To, and I just thought of this. Does that mean like New York City? I mean, they'll have the they ball. Already canceled oh. They already they canceled, canceled that. it. I yeah. heard on the news. Yeah. But will they at least still drop the ball? They just oh, won't no, no, allow no. people in Times Square? That's what I heard. Yeah. Okay. 
How sad. How so sad. <laughs> I know it's all we know because that's there was a time that that didn't happen though. So maybe we need to find somebody that's older than us so we can feel better about it. <laughs> right. Okay, so here's an easy light hearted story. There's there's not here, but we've got official news on Walt Disney World vanity license plates have been released for the first time ever. There is a specialty Walt Disney World resort license plate and it's available for purchase in honor of, of course, the resort's 50th anniversary. All proceeds are going to go to Make-A-Wish of Central and Northern Florida. The design on this license plate has not been revealed yet, uh, but if you are interested, then you can purchase a pre-sale voucher now for $25 plus applicable state admissions fees through your local county tax collector's office and license plate agencies across the state of Florida. To learn more about purchasing a pre-sale voucher for your license plate, visit flhsmv.gov. I know if you were getting your hopes up like I was. I was getting my hopes up. All right. They're not going to go on our cars. These plates are for Florida residents only. Just one more reason for us to want to go to Florida and live in Florida for forever. We do have a lot of Florida listeners, though, so I didn't want to not. I didn't want to cheat them out of this chance that if they didn't know about it, because I was I was about to be like, okay, I'm going to my county tax collector. I'm going to (laughs) I need my Disney (laughs) license well when it said $25 of course I know that's a good deal so do you guys have one plate in Colorado and Texas or two I think we have one right now we have a cup we have a variety no I mean do you have the front and the back or just the back I have the front and the back yeah front and the back because there are some states and I think Florida is one of them I know Georgia is that you only have one plate and um, so we always got to do designer ones on the front. And I was thinking how cool, you know, I would definitely get one if I lived in Florida, but I don't. So is that what this is? It's a designer one from the front of your car because you have the state one in the back? No, I think this is a real true one. Like you'll get one with like a design on it. They had a preliminary drawing of it, which was the castle with the kind of like a rainbow over the top of it. That's not what it is. I'm trying to think. Um, I think that's probably what Stephanie was looking at, but it hasn't been determined yet. I think they're still trying to decide so on the design. So they'll get their license plate number on this super cool Correct. Disney license plate. Okay, so that would be probably the only reason why I would want to live in Florida other than Disney World. <laughs> but that is a good, that's a good selling point to Florida. <laughs> Miranda's like, I just got settled in my second apartment, so no. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, when the snow comes, I might be changing my mind. (laughs) (laughs) You'll get like a second, you'll get a third apartment in Florida. You can, you can winter in Florida and have a really cool license plate. (laughs) So Disney Springs has reached capacity this Saturday, October 17th. Signs outside Disney Springs had that read at capacity. This means that no one was allowed to park or enter Disney Springs, even if they had dining reservations. Oh, bummer. So did they get did they get um, penalized for dining reservations? Don't you get penalized? I don't think that they can because it was overcrowded. I'm sure that they, there has to be some kind of waiver, just like it is that you can cancel your reservation now within 24 hours. Okay. But yeah, I told Kaylee, I said, 
Oh man, if that was us, I would be hating life, but we're usually generally pretty early. So hopefully we would have already been there for the day. Yeah. So that's crazy that they met capacity and um, as part of its health and safety measures, Disney Spring has reduced capacity, just like the parks, along with requiring a mask and temperature screenings. So if you're wanting to go to Disney Springs, make an entire day of it and get there early. Try to get the earlier dining reservations so that you can make sure to be able to go there. Yes, ma'am. So there's a bunch of new um, series and movies coming to Disney Plus in November. Some old, some new. They include Black Beauty Lego Star Wars Holiday Special, which is new. The new short series, The Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse, National Geographic, The Real Right Stuff, Marvel's 616, The Mandalorian Season 2, Chapters 10 through 13, Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom, Weird But True, and One Day at Disney Shorts. New to library editions include Disney's A Christmas Carol, Mr. Magoo, Disney's Goldie Bear Seasons 1 and 2, Disney Junior's Fancy Nancy Season 1, Petra, City of Riches, Ultimate Viking Sword, Planes, Planes, Fire and Rescue, Alexander, and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day, The Adventures of Yellow Dog, Far From Home, Marvel's Spider-Man, Maximum Venom Season 3, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, Party Animals Season 1, and Alaska Port Protection. That's a pretty nice Man. amount being added. You guys are going to be busy, you Star Wars people. Thank yes. you, Disney Plus. <laughs> they have not sucked me in, but if you have not watched Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day, you should watch that because it's really funny. Is it a movie or a cartoon? No, it's a movie. It is yeah. a whole, like, length, full-length movie? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's got Steve Carell. I'm trying to think. Who's the mother in... So it's not like a kid-friendly, it's more adult No, it movie. it is. I mean, I think it's PG-13 just because, you know, there's some scary yeah. stuff in there. Um, do you remember the mom in Alexander the No Good blah 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 blah? <laughs> I can't think. It's somebody famous. No, she can't think of her name. But anyway, I would die- highly recommend it. It was a cute movie. We'll um, make sure to read the book. <laughs> it's similar I'm just to the book. It's no, similar. I'm just kidding, because, you know, like, you read the book before you see the movie, but sometimes reading the book takes you a couple weeks because it's a novel. But this one, we'll read the book right before we yeah. watch the movie. Then you can do a compare and contrast lesson. We did, um, I don't know if I reported about this, we did watch, we read Ivan, the one and only Ivan, mm-hmm. and we watched the movie on Disney+. Plus. The movie's completely different than the book. And the kids liked the book better than the movie. Which is good for parents and teachers. Jennifer Garner, is that the mom? Yes, that is the mom. Jennifer Garner, Kaylee. Yes, there's the kids are famous too, but I um I don't think they're as famous as Steve Carell and Jennifer Garner. So exciting news for me and many other guests that are visiting Disney World before 2020 ends, and that is that if you're visiting Walt Disney World, you can take advantage of a special offer that they plan to use for the popular PhotoPass service, which I already purchased for my trip next week. The new deal announced today allows the Memory Maker product to carry over into the rest of the year. So usually only 30 days to download your pictures, but now you have until 
the end of the year to get them all downloaded unless you've purchased memory maker one day which i don't even know what that is so i don't either maybe you can only buy it for one it's a one day pass or something or the one that's 45 de- day expiration policy on photos and videos remains in effect they're the same that doesn't fall under this policy but guests with the product will need to download their content as you go before it expires for those two particularly but now through october 31st guests can enjoy seasonal treats catch a holiday character cavalcade showcase their own halloween costume best with photos at magic kingdom which some of that we already knew i'm super excited so there's going to be like some added fun things to do on memory maker so i'm curious to see what that's going to be like we're going to try to take as many pictures as we can next week well i have some other things that you um, might be able to do with some of this memory maker um beginning november 6th through December 30th, guests can enjoy some festival food and beverage and merchandise offerings. Uh, there's special projections on Cinderella Castle and pe- appearances by Santa Claus. Woohoo! The old man's coming to town. <laughs> and then of course, uh, they also can share some photo memories featuring holiday decor at all four theme parks. So, like I said, picking back off of what Vicky was talking about, these memories can be made any day with a number of new offerings from the Disney Photo Pass service throughout Walt Disney World Resort, including, this is my all-time favorite, and I know you're also going to feel the same way, um, <laughs> you can get a magic shot in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge featuring the child from The Mandalorian or in the center of their own uh, 360 degrees tiny world magic shot. There's the super zoom magic shots that provide amazing angles from above in a unique video, perfect for sharing on social media. Plus, after guests visit most Disney PhotoPass photo locations, they're going to see a number of extras that will be added to their account that relate to that photo spot, such as like digital wallpapers or beautiful photos of the parks and Disney characters. Lots of stuff coming to that. It's definitely worth getting the memory maker as if we didn't think it was worth it before. Now people don't want to touch your phone or your camera and take that picture for right. you. So mm-hmm. you pretty much just need to go ahead and get the memory maker. Yep, it's worth it. Yeah, I want that magic shot with the child. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I need to see what that is. We have like the cutest magic shot of my daughter holding a little porg. And at Galaxy's Edge, and I just think like that—that's the cutest magic shot. So she needs I the would... Christmas porg, by the way. Uh, yeah, she does. She's <laughs> gonna be a porg for Halloween. Shop she Disney. Just, she just loves porgs. In snack news, over in the Caramel Kush store in the Germany Pavilion of Epcot's World Showcase, this delicious caramel treat has returned. It is the gingerbread cookie sandwich mm. it is made with two really soft gingerbread cookies salted caramel buttercream and more werther's caramel on the top also at the carmel store they have a caramel pumpkin cupcake it is a pumpkin cupcake with a caramel center salted caramel buttercream frosting and drizzled with werther's caramel on top can almost taste it. Mm, all that caramel <laughs> sounds delicious. I love salted caramel. I love it. I There's just love it so There's some fun chocolate happening at Disney Springs at the Ghirardelli Soda Fountain. It's called the Midnight Reverie Sunday. 
It is made with dark chocolate ice cream, dark chocolate hot fudge, dark chocolate chips, topped with an intense <laughs> Ghirardelli dark chocolate and whipped cream. It's a nice shareable size. Nope. It I sounds like dark chocolate overload is what it sounds like. So this is great news because I get to eat here next week. Yak and Yeti have some new secret menu items that are going to be joining the menu at the end of this month. They're going to add a ribeye platter, a seafood curry, steak and shrimp, and a bang bang calamari appetizer. Mm. They are also going to have a special dessert and drink for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. The drink is called the Pink Lady and the dessert is the Aware Cheesecake, which is the regular cheesecake, which I know from Brad that it's really tasty, with raspberry mousse, raspberry Kool-Aid and fresh strawberries. And for every drink and dessert that's sold, that's the aware ones, uh, Yuck and Yeti is going to donate a dollar of the purchase to the Breast Cancer Awareness Fund. That's awesome. Um, I love that. Me too. Well, we've got some great news. Any guests were worried last week when we said that Ronto Roaster would be closing at 3 p.m. every day in a Galaxy's Edge. Well, after 3 p.m., the Ronto wraps are going to be sold at Dock Day 7, which is currently open until 7 p.m. So you can still go get those wraps. If you're visiting downtown Denny in Anaheim and you've been craving a corn dog, the Blue Ribbon Corn Dog Cart has reopened. Until Disneyland reopens, all you have to do is get to downtown Disney to fulfill your corn dog craving. Those are Lucy's favorites. And again, get there early because downtown Disney has also been getting quite busy. Because mm. everybody's waiting for Disneyland. Sure. <laughs> People are going down, hanging on the gate, just to listen to the music. It's like, <laughs> so sad. This is so not even know what they're doing to us. Okay, so Droid Depot is selling individual droid pieces. I think this is genius. If you wish you would have bought a different piece for the head, you can now buy the different pieces at Droid Depot. Each of the pieces costs $15 and there are several colors and styles to choose from. I just think that this is so fun. Even if you didn't want a different color and you want to change out those pieces every once in a while. Right. Change them for the seasons. I don't know. Like dress them up for Halloween. Um, the 30% pass holder discount has been extended on Shop Disney. So use the code AP30OFF at checkout through October 29th. And then bouncing off that, lightsaber pieces are also being sold a la carte at Savvy's Workshop. Each part on its own is $24.99. However, if you buy two parts, each part is $20 which don't tell my husband he's going to want to buy a bunch of different parts for the lightsaber <laughs> I'm going to be buying the droid stuff and we buy the lightsaber stuff. Um, a new pass holder pop-up shop can be found in the Germany Pavilion in Epcot's World Showcase now through uh, November 17th. World Showcase merch is on sale for 50% off and pass holders will receive their regular discount which is 30% of merchandise. There are also several new pass holder items for sale. You do have to show your pass holder card when you arrive. They may have a virtual queue so just be prepared if that's what you're going for. So those people get 50% off plus an extra 30%. Isn't that 80%? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what really I was good. just thinking. Good deal right there. That is a good that's deal. That's a reason to go to Epcot if you're a pass holder. For sure. And they haven't They've been um, 
packed for weekends, but during the weekdays, they've not used up their full 25%. So yeah, go, go take advantage of that if you live in Florida and have a pass. So there's a sneak peek of the new Minnie Mouse Jungle Cruise collection. Kind of my two favorite things, Minnie Mouse and leopard print. That's got my name all over it. <laughs> Minnie is dressed in her safari outfit with a safari hat. Her mini, meaning small, mini backpack <laughs> is a mix of leopard print, white and red stripes topped with white and red striped ears. There's also ears, a mug, and so much more. It's available on sale until, or no, on starting. November 17th. Yes, starting November 17th. So is this like an every bi-weekly thing, do you think? Because I feel like every other week we've been talking about a new mini collection. And I don't remember that from years past. Isn't it once a month they're releasing? It is just once a month. Okay. I couldn't remember how soon it was when we did the last one, which was Haunted Mansion. Because they keep, they keep releasing them ahead of time. But I think... I thought it was month. I could be wrong, but no, you're you're probably right. I thought it was month. I just realized that there's been a lot of Minnie having her own little collection. She's a pretty busy lady. I don't know how she wears all those clothes. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Margie and Miranda, for helping us with the plethora of Disney news once again. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to book a trip or you just want a free quote, you can contact us at yourstorytravel.com. You can check us out on our social media page, yourstorytravel.com, our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, and our Twitter page, Mousecapades Pod. Be sure to listen to Friday's show as Vicki and Brad do the show Pandemonium Pandemic, trying to make lemonade out of lemons. You won't want to miss that one. <laughs> If you're interested in receiving the Your Story Travel monthly newsletter, which is filled with resort reviews, packing tips, shopping tips, history, and more, contact us at info at yourstorytravel.com or message us here at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. And Gina will make sure that you get a copy at the beginning of each month. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades Podcast. Well, girls, this has been fun, but I think it's about that time. Disney love. Adventures out there. Hope inspired. Have a magical day, my friends. <laughs>